0: live from the heartland and the crossroads of america it's tony katz today how delighted i was to hear that merrick garland the attorney general of the united states you've seen pictures he will not permit voters to be intimidated ahead of the midterms well good good i don't want people intimidated either But then again, I don't want lies told about stolen elections or comparing people on the political right to Nazis, dehumanizing the right, making a claim that the right is going to steal an election, therefore leading to intimidation and violence that can take place on election day, something I've been concerned about for a few months now. You've heard me talk about it. I am more concerned about than ever. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what is going on? Find everything, Tony Katz.locals.com. That's what you do. That's how you do it. The Justice Department has an obligation to guarantee a free and fair vote by everyone who's qualified to vote and will not permit voters to be intimidated. Good. Good, good, good. What we're seeing from this election, what we're hearing so far about this election, is that turnout, man, turnout is huge as they say in the business just absolutely positively gigantic now how is that why is that well I guess there could be a bunch of reasons for it I assume that the big reason is that people have looked at this administration and said wait a second I didn't vote for this bunch of lunacy. A good Sunday morning, just 16 days until the election. Seven million Americans have already voted, and we have some brand new NBC poll numbers to share with you that indicate interest in this election is at an all-time high. Look at this. We record 70% of voters saying that interest in this election is a 9 or 10. That is higher than 18, higher than 14, higher than 10. And what's significant about 2018? That was the highest midterm turnout in 100 years. 114 million people voted in that midterm. It's 50% turnout based on uh, registered voters, I believe. But now they've got 70% as opposed to 65% interest. Yeah, people are interested. And it's not because they think Joe Biden's doing such a great job. It's because what they voted for wasn't this. I keep trying to remind people of this, explain this to people. I don't want anybody to lose sight of it, specifically not Republicans, who have a great opportunities. You heard me talking about Miami-Dade earlier. Republicans have a chance to win Miami-Dade County in Florida. Republicans take Miami-Dade. Democrats don't have a chance of winning a statewide election ever again. But you have to ask yourself how much of this is because Republican policies have worked so well. Or how much of this is, my God, Joe Biden's blank and crazy. These people are completely and totally nuts. They want to indoctrinate my kids. They want my kids to learn to hate other kids based on the color of their skin. They want to teach them they're oppressed or they're an oppressor. All I want to do is get rid of some mean tweets. I just didn't want Trump's craziness anymore. Didn't mean I didn't want a border. Didn't mean I wanted this inflation. What, what, what is this push towards green? I now don't have enough fuel to heat my house. What? What is this? All right, maybe heating fuel is not a big of an issue in Miami-Dade County, but you get my point. They didn't vote for this. This madness, this craziness. They didn't vote for this. So first, I would ask the Attorney General, when he's talking about guaranteeing that we will have uh, elections where people will not be intimidated, what intimidation are we talking about? Law enforcement agencies, as reported by CNN, and officials are turning their attention toward Election Day and the potential for violence amid threats to election workers and reports of voter intimidation. Well, whose voter intimidation are we referring to? I argue it's the voter intimidation of the left because I want you to show me the voter intimidation of the right. I want you to show me the people going on to TV and saying things like this. Matthew Dowd speaking to Joy Reid on MSNBC. Uh, I'm not going to say that, you know, the GOP are Nazis at this point or whatever, but it certainly sounds very familiar to what happened in Germany, which is a bunch of citizens. J. Adolf Hitler gets a third of the vote. Nobody thought it could happen there. They kind of went along because they said he was going to solve the economy and fix inflation. Yeah, uh, you can, that's right. You can hear those sorts of things. And then, oh, lo and behold, a few years later, they lost their democracy, and they're all like, how did that happen here? That's my worry. That is my worry. If Obviously, the price of a hamburger, the price of milk, the, the price of gas is concerning. But whats what, is, what the, that is a short-term problem. The loss of a democracy will decimate everyone's freedom. I now, you can argue that that's not voter intimidation. You can argue that it's not. But what actually is it? Joy Reid sitting there shaking her head like a fool. Yeah, that's totally right. These Republicans are Nazis. You vote for them it's going to be just like Hitler. We have to do something about this. That's not going that's not the 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 impetus, the fire to bring the intimidation. I've been worried about violence at, at the polling place for months now. You've heard me talk about it. We have discussed it in depth. This is the stuff. I don't want to say Republicans are Nazis, but <laughs> you, you, you know what they say. You know what they say. If it quacks like a Nazi. I hate all Nazis. Me too. By the way, Matthew Dowd is a putz. Tell him I said so. Matthew Dowd is a schmuck. His mother should be embarrassed if she's still alive. His family should be disgusted and ashamed. This is not a cogent argument. This is the argument of fear-mongering. Let's see if we can scare people into voting for Democrats, because after all, if they don't, we'll lose power. So let's just scream that these people are Nazis. Let's dehumanize them. And let's claim that if they win, society comes to an end, or we can take the path of Hillary Rodham Clinton. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. Not only are Republicans Nazis, but they're working with the Supreme Court to steal your election for the presidency in 2024. Imagine what they're going to do in this election. First, anybody who doesn't believe in the Electoral College, I consider an unserious person. Their hatred for small states is remarkable. Their belief in the domination of the majority over the minority is, is uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sick, that's the word I'm looking for. It's... To, to witness this, to watch this, and to see people from small states. Oh, well, this, this Electoral College simply won't do. Uh, watch me fight for the Electoral College. That's number one. Number uh, two, I thought it was wrong to say that we're stealing elections, that people are stealing elections. Isn't that, isn't that what Trump's saying? They stole the election from me. Oh, that, he's a, he's an election denier. Here she is. They're going to steal 24. That's why you can't let them have any power. Certainly can't let them have any power now. You call the political right thieves. You call them Nazis. How is this not the push to getting people to engage violence at the polling place? Because your election can be stolen. Your democracy can be stolen. And who's doing it? These Nazis on the right. These thieves on the right. Dehumanizing people who you disagree with. Therefore, it's easier to attack them, hurt them, destroy them. You can't make this stuff up, people. This is what they're doing. This is who they are. And this is cheered on the political left. This is the kind of talk that is loved and adored and wanted on the political left. How do I know this? Because they keep doing it. And no one says, Joy Reid doesn't say, you know what? You can't be comparing people to Nazis. You don't like Republicans, neither do I. But talk policy. We're not comparing people to Nazis. Cut that stuff out right now. She doesn't do it. She doesn't do that. She's okay with comparing people to Nazis who she disagrees with. That's what makes Joy Reed so disgusting. She this is this is who she is. This is how she thinks she's going to make a living and so far she's been proven correct. This is what MSNBC will tolerate. Let's just compare people we disagree with to Nazis. Let's use the pseudo-intellectual lowlife Matthew Dowd to make a lowbrow argument for how this is real. You see, it's just like Hitler. Ah, it's just like Hitler. As you know, I have in my library many leather-bound books. So clearly I know about this Hitler chap. Have you heard of him? Bad news, I say. Bad news. What a scumbag. How could you not be disgusted with this lowlife? I would love to be able to, to reach high and, and, and try and overcome. It's a scumbag. It's disgusting. You know how I feel. The Holocaust is not a prop. Stop using it as your political crutch. If if you can't engage an argument without bringing up Nazis or Hitler, you don't have an argument. What you have is a bullcrap talking point that isn't worthy of our time, our attention, or our love. I have no time or no interest in these people. F these people. They they deserve not even that. So yeah, Matthew Dowd is a low-rent guy. He doesn't have the mind. He can't do the job and that's why he's on msnbc with joy reed joy reed can't do the job joy reed can't break down policy and say this is what i think is wrong and this is what i think is right you decide can't do it won't do it doesn't matter when of course she's not screaming racist but she's getting kind of beat out by tiffany cross tiffany cross has become the new everybody's a, a, a racist everything is racism 24/7 365 it's it's kind of special it's kind of special I, like the Attorney General, believe that every person who is allowed to vote should be able to vote. I believe those votes should be counted accurately. But if we're talking about voter intimidation, and we're not going to bring up these kinds of things, I don't know what exactly it is we're talking about. An instance that got referred to the Department of Justice... An unidentified voter reported that they were approached and followed by a group of individuals when trying to drop off their ballot at an early voting drop box. But there's no names involved, no video. Another instance, two armed individuals dressed in tactical gear spotted a ballot drop box in Mesa, Arizona. They left the scene when the county sheriff's office arrived. Well, you're right, that is kind of weird. It was kind of weird when... um, Was it the Black Panthers showed up in Philadelphia in 2008 with billy clubs at polling places? It was voter intimidation. So if you're asking me if I oppose these things, the answer is you bet I do. You go and you vote and you do so peacefully. And no one bothers you. That's the society I'm looking for. That is not the society Matthew Dowd and Hillary Clinton are looking for. Hillary Clinton, who said the Russia stole the election from her, the Russians stole the election from her, and now the right is going to steal the election in 2024. Man, she don't stop, does she? She does not stop from 2016 to 2024. She's still the same awful, terrible person. Still cannot accept the fact that she lost screaming about thievery when we're told that that's the kind of talk uh, that leads to insurrections. Only when Trump does it? Yeah, I'm concerned about the election. I really, really am. I am concerned about the election. And I don't think I'm the only one. Merrick Garland needs to start looking at all of the issues. Much more to get to. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. There's nothing to me that's more amazing then as, as, as we discuss what's going on in, in this midterm election, and you've got people on MSNBC referring to the right as Nazis. You've got Hillary Clinton claiming the right's going to steal the presidential election. They always do so as if somehow they hold a moral high ground, which, of course, they don't have. They aren't good and they aren't decent, yet they'll always be perceived by, or at least shared, the story shared via media as them being moral and decent, them being on the right side. The right side of what? I think is a good question. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything. TonyKatz.locals.com. So uh, there's a, a group... Called Adbusters. I don't know who in the world Adbusters are. A global network of activist writers, artists, designers, hackers, tricksters, poets, philosophers, and punks. Join the Black Spot Collective today. Oh, okay. I'll pass. Thank you very, very much. I'm, I'm so glad I now know that. Here's what we do. They write. Wedge gravel in the tire valves. Leaflet the SUV to let them know the tires are flat and why it was done, then walk away. It's that simple. If we organize, we can hit enough SUVs in a particular neighborhood or in particular neighborhoods to spark reporting and spread the metameme. And you're like, I'm sorry, wedge gravel in tires and tire valves? Here's the story. They don't think you should have an SUV. You know, you're destroying the environment and whatnot. So they believe themselves moral by destroying your tires so you get rid of it and get an electric vehicles. They actually flyer the vehicles and they call themselves the tire fighters. I kid you, I can't make this up. Attention, says the flyer, your gas guzzler kills. We have deflated one or more of your tires. You'll be angry, but don't take it personally. It's not you. It's your car. We did this because driving around urban areas in your massive vehicle has huge consequences for others. Get yourself a hybrid or an electric vehicle as they are more sustainable and make a positive impact on our environment. Until then, you will continue to suffer the consequences. Sorry, not sorry. The tire fighters. First, Don't tell me that it's not me, it's my car when you tell me that I'll suffer the consequences. So it is me. Secondly, these people are thrilled, thrilled to be engaging in vandalism. And they think themselves moral. Now some people have well responded. Well, the answer clearly is to destroy every hybrid and electric vehicle that's out there. It's the only way you could do it. You have to mount a counter uh, offensive, deflate all their tires. This is the it, it, it's it's the it's the pride in the wokeness that's always so amazing. You come to your car and somebody's trying to destroy your tires. I mean, that person might get their butt kicked. Aren't aren't they surprised? No, what they are is they don't believe you'll ever do anything to them. They believe that you must stick to the uh, uh, social contract. You have to call the police and wait there patiently while they destroy your car. And then when you go near them, don't touch me. You're not allowed to touch me. It's always that. I find that people sometimes uh, learn after a... uh, after an adjustment of attitude. <laughs> you may have seen that before in your life. I don't want people getting into fights, but I don't want people screwing my car either. Leave people's stuff alone. These people don't want to leave your stuff alone. They believe that they are somehow allowed because they are What? Moral and pious. Why? Because all their friends tell them that what they're doing is moral and pious. But what are they? Vandals. And what should happen? They should go to jail. That's what should happen. That is what has to happen. And then when somebody gets into a physical altercation with these people, these people who are trying to destroy their car, these people from the tire squad or whatever they're dang well called, the tire the tire fighters, they'll be like, Why, Why did you hit me? They're always amazed. More to get to, keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So Megan Markle is coming to Indianapolis. Hey, phrase it. I don't I don't know why that's a phrase in there, Archer. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is there. It's just that the Duchess of Sussex is coming to Indy. Come on. She's not that bad. Wait. She might be that bad. Indeed. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Uh, The Duchess of Sussex. She's married to Prince Harry. Uh, Don't you know? She's coming to Indianapolis because she's taking part in an event that's happening. This event, The Power of Women an Evening with Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex. Put forth by the Women's Fund of Central Indiana. I have not had a chance. I'm going to do this right now. What in the world is the Women's Fund of Central Indiana? I'm not saying I've got any issue with with the fund. I just want to read what this is about. We believe that when a woman is successful, her community is strengthened. Okay. Women's Fund of Central Indiana is highly regarded as the most influential organization creating transformative and sustainable change for women and girls in Central Indiana. Women's fund creates options and opportunities in central Indiana through transformative grants to effective nonprofit organizations and philanthropy education for donors. Oh okay, I I, I must admit to you that from that, I don't so much get an understanding about what it is they're all about. I'm, I'm just, all I'm saying is from that, I'm not so sure, I know what they're all about, what, what, their, what their gig really is. I am not making the argument that their gig is a bad one. That would be kind of impossible for me to do and, and foolhardy, right? You, you don't know the organization, but you determine that the organization is, is problematic. I, I, don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. Uh, their, their advisory board and, and group is a, is a mix of, of people, some that I know of, like Sue Elsperman, who's the president of Ivy Tech. I've always liked uh, Sue Elspin, when even when she was a lieutenant governor uh, of, of Indiana. There are people who I see as part of this group uh, on the political left and people who I see on the political right. There are people who have long histories in Indianapolis politics, like Ryan Vaughn, president and general counsel for Sandy Solutions, but he formerly was running the Indiana Sports Corp. He was the chief of staff, right, to, to Greg Ballard, former mayor of Indianapolis. He was on the... Um, Indy City County Council before that, just because you hear a name, just because you you, uh, read something, doesn't mean that you know everything that there is to know about it. If there wants to be a group of people that wants to be supportive of women in central Indiana, you're not going to hear me argue about it. You're going to hear me say, fine, good. Meghan Markle is your keynote speaker. That you might get me to say something, and that something is, oh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Sorry, power of women and Meghan Markle don't go in the same sentence. Because Meghan Markle isn't what I consider to be a powerful woman or a strong woman. Nor do I consider her, this is me talking, some kind of role model to women. And you say to me, Well, Tony, that's because of that penis of yours. Settle down, you can't talk like that on radio. Well she I mean you can I guess you can in context. You're a man, and you don't understand. Whoa, 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 whoa! One of the big conversations out there, or something that you will see fathers very, very proud of, is the idea of hashtag girl dad. Oh, I'm a girl dad. Remember, it was Kobe, Kobe Bryant, who, who made that uh, uh, famous. If you, if you will proud to be a girl dad coaching uh, the teams. Oh, fathers will talk about it morning, noon, and night that they're a girl dad. I'm going to make an assumption. I'm going to make an assumption that these fathers want to be good role models for their daughters, even though they're guys. And they want for their daughters good role models that talk about strength, that talk about character. Talk about how to comport oneself. Talk about how to have faith in oneself. How to believe in oneself. How to be resilient. How to persevere. I think fathers are more than capable of engaging that. uh, Helping uh, their daughters focus in the right direction. A strong male role model does not mean somehow a weaker female child or adult. And I don't think any fathers of daughters feel that way at all. I make the argument that Meghan Markle is not a role model. And that when I see the event as listed, an event that is going to be moderated by Rabbi Sandy Sasso, who is a leftist rabbi, here in Indianapolis. She uh, first participated in the women's marches. You know, Linda Sarsour, that anti-Semite, and then figured out, wait a second, this is a group of anti-Semites. And then uh, to the rabbi's credit, she stopped. I don't think I've ever met uh, Sandy Sasso. I've met her husband, who's also a rabbi, I, I, and and uh, we we disagree about much. Uh, I have never met uh, Sandy. Um, but uh, I will tell you, I, I heard Rabbi Sandy Sa- Sandy Sasso speak at that first women's march, and I said... Oh, this is not my person. This is not my person. This is a leftism, not not Judaism, as I saw it. But I have this issue with with a fair amount of uh, of people with who uh you know sit sit on the pulpit. Way too much of that. Way too little religion coming from the pulpit or the beam or however you may describe it. So when I see Meghan Markle moderated by Rabbi Sandy Sasso, I say, oh, this is a leftist event. This isn't about the power of women. This is about leftism in women. That's how it smacks. That's how it looks. But let's argue that it's going to be a lovely conversation. Meghan Markle? Well, Tony, butts in the seats. You got to put butts in the seats. Maybe. Maybe maybe you know I, I said this earlier and I've, I've kind of gone back and forth of it because what I said earlier is uh, it'll sell out right the event the event will sell out that's going to happen I I don't know I got to assume it'll it'll sell out I have to assume that it will sell out. Um, but uh, maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she's not the draw. See, I don't see her as the draw. Uh, I I asked uh, my my morning show producer Allison. She's like, maybe maybe there's a, a type of woman out there who's who wants to hear from her. <laughs> I, I love that. Maybe there's a type of woman. <laughs> I don't see where she's the draw. As a matter of fact, I think that that the 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 bringing her leads to more questions. If you told me that you were bringing in Mary Barra, the, the GM of of uh, the the GM of General Motors, or or the, or the CEO, I should say, of General Motors. Sorry. If you told me you were bringing in Mary Brenner, uh, who is the CEO of Cumulus Radio, I'd be like, okay, interesting. If you told me that you were bringing in some other type of, of celebrity, I'd be like, all right, we can talk about the leftism within because that would be a place that I would naturally go. If you were bringing in a, a senator, all right, at least I, I get that, even if I disagree with the politics. Meghan Markle seems, um, seems to be out of touch because Meghan Markle isn't what we think of when we think of powerful women. Meghan Markle is what we think of when we think of people who are privileged. Meghan Markle screaming and yelling about, look how I was treated on Deal or No Deal. She was actually one of the women with a briefcase in Deal or No Deal. That's how she got her start. Okay, people get their starts at all sorts of places. But now that show was sexist? Plenty of other women did that show. They're not making that kind of argument. Why are you making it now? Then you go to the TV show Suits, which I got to admit, I did watch a couple seasons of. I did enjoy. I did enjoy. Then you meet Harry and you get married to Harry. And what do you do? You leave the royal family, but you don't leave in a way that is loving and respectful you leave in a way that's all about you so you can go monetize and get a Netflix deal and then you call the royal family racist. It's, that's that's not power. That's not leadership. That's not role model. I don't, I'm saying I don't quite understand why this was your pick. This pick seems awful. This pick seems Really, really weird. I-, I wanted to say desperate, but I'm not so sure. Women's Fund is proud to welcome Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, to Indianapolis. The Duchess is a mother, feminist, and champion of human rights. Oh my goodness gracious. She's a lifelong advocate for women and girls, a constant thread she weaves through humanitarian and business ventures. Huh. Huh? What do you? What? What do you know about that? Power of women. Honestly, I, I don't think that you've done yourself any good with the cause or with your organization on this one. I really? I could be wrong, I, and I will leave to the idea that I am wrong. It's very possible. It's absolutely possible. I'd certainly love to know more about the organization, Women's Fund of Central Indiana. There's a part of me as I'm staring at the website it's like, "Haven't I brought them up before? Haven't I brought some of things that things that they've done? Haven't I discussed it before?" Remember, I I have no no issue with an organization like this. I have no It's it's just like when you uh see uh scholarships for uh black kids and there're scholarships for Jewish kids out there. People can create scholarships for all sorts of things. Go right ahead. You can create groups that support this, that, and the other. Feel free. I'm not, I'm not about to stop you. When uh, Jordan Peele, the, the director of the comic, is like, I only make movies where I uh, cast uh, black actors. Dude, man, it's your movie. You go cast anybody you think well want. I believe that directors should be able to cast the people they think are best for the film. And if you've got a vision for the film and you're the director and they gave you the money to make the movie, you go make the movie the way you want to make the movie. Makes perfect sense to me. I totally get it. And I think other people should as well. So I have no issue with, with this organization. I actually would like to know more about them. The Power of Women with Meghan Markle. I'm sorry. I, 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 I don't think that gives you the, the the juice that maybe you think it did. We'll find out if I'm right. I'm Tony Katz. People making a lot of noise about Kevin McCarthy saying that he's not going to impeach Biden and administration officials if Republicans regain the House majority. Well, I wouldn't necessarily admit to that either two weeks before an election, would you? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com, Com. For the record, I've said this before, I have no stomach for impeaching Joe Biden in the slightest. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, uh, I think they are on the block for sure. McCarthy, uh, reported by the Washington Post, telling Punchbowl News, I think the country doesn't like impeachment used for political purposes at all. You watch the Democrats, they all came out and said they would impeach before Trump was even sworn in. There wasn't a purpose for it. If you spent all that time arguing against using impeachment for political purposes, you got to be able to sustain exactly what you said. This is why the political right is having the fits that it's having. Because what Kevin McCarthy is doing is doing what the political right does, We're not going to play that aggressive, nasty game that the left plays. We're going to have a standard to which the political right now says, yeah, but they're going to impeach you when they have power again. They're never going to stop. They're going to abuse the power every time they have it. The only way the left learns is if they get punched in the face repeatedly. And we're not talking about actual physical punches. We're talking about impeachment. We get rid of this one, we get rid of this one, we put that one on the block. Now you'll learn. Don't screw with us. The people of the the Bill Crystal bulwark fame, they cannot accept that as a possibility or a reality. They can't even accept that as an argument. And they say, oh <laughs> bully. And this is why the people like Bill Crystal and of the Bulwark will never get anything done. I believe in standards. They matter. But I equally believe that when you're dealing with people who have none, you don't have to hold yours in the same way. Now, Tony, does that mean that you're bending on principles? No. No. It doesn't mean, well, they spend, so I'm going to spend and spend money that we don't have, and build up deficits, and build up debt. Not at all. It means we have to cut the spending tremendously. But the conversation about impeachment is a conversation about how one fights. And I am unwilling to take possibilities off the table. Everything's on the table. Everything. So if Kevin McCarthy is being serious here, then Kevin McCarthy is making a horrific mistake. Everything remains on the table. That's the answer. Nothing is out of bounds. Why? Because nothing for the political left was out of bounds. Do I or do I not have Hillary Clinton saying that the political right is going to steal the presidential election in 2024 and the right-wing Supreme Court is going to do it with them? Why in the world, if you're Kevin McCarthy, would you state, no, 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 we're not going to do those things? Nothing is off the table doesn't mean you have to do the thing. You don't have to do the thing. But everything is on the table. That's the difference. Man, I have no interest in impeaching Joe Biden at all. None. If only because I'm going to end up with Kamala Harris and then that, that dog won't hunt. I do not want that reality in my life. Thank you very much. Also, you don't have the, the votes in, in the Senate, so it's neither here nor there. But the other two, yes. The lies told, the abuse uh, of people uh, uh, who are are opposed to abortion, the abuse from the Attorney General, absolutely worthy of consideration, the impeachment. Don't take anything off the table. This is a step for Kevin McCarthy in not becoming Speaker, but we'll get into that Tomorrow, everyone, find everything tonycats.locals.com. Take care.